1: tonight. The summer is over and Beleli and I reconvene to share our many adventures including a journey to the shadow of the moon, a return to a childhood summer retreat for the best way to recharge your batteries, the TV show Lost makes its way into Dreamtime. an amazing close call during the serial killing spree of the monster of Florence, jellyfish, favorite podcast, and learning to be human between the earth and sky while enjoying it all. And now you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers, and my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli, as we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows podcast, begins now. Welcome back, everybody, to another fine episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast, episode 118. It's, it's eclipse fever over on this side of the table, but it's Italy fever, summer yeah. beaches, reading books, relaxing, hanging out with friends and family. Daniele Bolelli.
0: Yeah, it's a happy episode. We're in a good mood. So yeah. We're not You'll even be dr- shocked. We're not even drunk, but we are in a good mood. So, <laughs> But more exciting than vacation...
1: New sponsor! Yes. <laughs>
0: we got underwear, finally. We are no longer going commando. This is excellent. And it was good timing because I went commando for the eclipse, which we'll learn about later. Nice. Not a problem anymore, though. Well, I have just experienced the joys of such underwear. which will be about because I just delivered to him his sample.
1: I'm wearing a pair of my hair and head right now, and they are definitely softer than cotton.
0: So, you guys are. Uh, everybody buys underwear. This is specifically for men, which shouldn't be too much of a problem considering that about 85% of our listenership is made of the male audience. Um, There is a discount code. If you go to alphabox.com, it's A L P H A B O X.com. Alphabox.com, you use the promo code Taoist with the T, just like our podcast. Uh, then you get a discount there are uh, different styles of underwear um, different kind of more classic color you know just single color while they're looking uh, super soft which seems to be a theme here at the drunken taoist in terms of you know the short design stuff is really soft material this is really soft check it out man everybody buys underwear might as well Buy them from somebody who's sweet to our podcast. So and it might as well be out, uh,
1: underwater camouflage with the blue. That's very nice.
0: Yeah, there are some pretty wild designs. There's the more traditional, standard one color kind, and there's so check them out. AlphaBox.com. Welcome aboard, guys. I'll have a full report next time. Nice. Well, let's thank Datsusara on it and Sure Design, Sure Design with the coolest t-shirts on the planet. If you've never worn a Sure Design t-shirt, do yourself a favor—just get one. Okay. If it's not ours, you know, wouldn't be bad if you get ours. Drunken Taoist, any of the four we have done, but just the material of uh, Sure Design feels so damn good, let alone the designs. So, check them out. Um, we do not have more a discount code for datsusara because uh chris decided that you know what happened was that there are like automatic services where anybody can go online and find discount codes for whatever exists out there and they can't track anymore who is coming from so it doesn't really help them so he even and his margin is not already that big to begin with so sorry no more discount for datsusara but there are still are the awesome products and uh, so check them out dsgear.com. Uh, he's always coming up with new stuff so you know occasionally whether it's because you want a new bag or because you want to just check out what else he has cooked up up there check it out and i made on another fabulous two thousand
1: mile journey both the backpack and the duffel bag yeah that's so, right and they
0: keep on keeping on the um, good old on it. we still have a discount it's in the episode notes so if you want to check get on it products and get a discount go to the episode notes there's a direct link to go for it And uh, I don't remember if I told you this story already or not. Did I tell you about Connect Four? I did tell you about Connect Four, right? Yes. So, but yes, I've been blown away by... uh, Haven't lost a game since, have you? No, I kick ass thanks to the (laughs) uh, (laughs) new Alpha Brain uh, powder form. I actually, you know, whereas the pills, I wasn't noticing the difference as much with the powder. I really fucking notice the difference when I'm on or not. So good times. And never mind the 3,000 other products that are fairly awesome that Onnit sells. So check out the whole Onnit catalog. And a couple of shout-outs. Uh, let's start out with studiosweden.com. Uh, actually, there's a long website, so I will uh, put the link in the episode notes for those of you guys who are interested so you get it right without having to <laughs> guess my spelling and all of that. There is a discount code for drunken Taoist listeners who want new headphones. These are you know, professional quality, high-level kind of gear. The discount code is Taoist, like the podcast with a T, and the number 15 because you get 15% off. That's the way they are able to track who comes from us. So if you plan to get headphones, check them out. Taoist 15, uh, really high quality good stuff from a technical level, good stuff design-wise. So the easiest thing is go check out the website. That's it. And the episode notes at drunkentaoist.com So check them out. And uh, nothing, Man, if you get them, I'm curious to see what you guys think. So let me know. Did you like them? Do they sound great? Yeah, they are awesome. Ready for a shout out? Number I am. Two? Shout out number two. Let's go also with the good folks at alphadynamicshealth.com. I guess the word alpha is rather popular with people who want to sponsor us. There's on it Alpha Brain. There's alphadynamicshealth.com with these guys. And um, yeah, it keeps showing up. We had Alpha. Yeah, we, there's Alpha show up everywhere. In any case, we got alphadynamicshealth.com. These guys make the best medicinal mushrooms blends out there uh, used in Eastern medicine for optimizing both mind and body um, check them out man they are designed for athletes but also really for anybody else it's like there is a physical component to them but there's also a mental sharpness aspect of it all check them out if it, they work for Super Mario where he grabbed the mushroom and he get the extra energy it's <laughs> going to work for you So check them out at alphadynamicshealth.com. I'll put the links in the episode notes.
1: Well, while we're at it, just one more shout out to our friends at kiva.org. Your fellow listeners have now done $83,350 in loans. We've broken 2,500 loans and we've sat at 194 members for a long time. So please kiva.org $25 loan that does come back to you it will be paid back 98% of the loans are paid back in full which is way better than you'll get from most folks these guys just crossed a billion dollars in loans
0: damn
1: and uh they'd love for you to join us and i'd love for you guys to join us because uh we're racing to be at a hundred thousand by christmas and i think we're gonna make it not a bad gig so that's an awesome thing and on a totally different note we thought our chameleon was very ill and laying around on the bottom of the tank and or the cage, yeah. very very worried. She's just laying eggs. Oh. So Ziggy the chameleon is now a boy.
0: Oh, Ziggy's a girl.
1: Check that out. And uh, they look like little kind of stretched little pearls. Wow. And of course, you know they're not fertilized, but so now both my turtle and my chameleon are egg laying. So I think I need. I think they need boyfriends.
0: Yeah, totally. I want to see one quarter of an inch big chameleon. That would be fun.
1: We looked them up immediately on YouTube, and they got them hatching, and they are tiny, I'm sure. adorable versions. That's awesome. And it's
0: funny. She's got
1: you know she's veiled, so yeah. she's got crests and things that have been building over the years, but there's
0: really no way to tell with them. Wow, trippy. So well, now you do. Now yeah. you know. Now we know for sure. Yes, indeed. Well, that's uh, a good start. Oh.
1: This is a good episode. Everybody's
0: in a good mood this week. And while you are at it, since we are in a good mood, yeah. jump on on uh, Rich Twitter feed. He's about to break into the four digit numbers. So One K, almost there. Over. Yes, that will make him extra happy. Um, having said all that, why don't we jump into the episode? Here we go. <laughs>
1: Visit in dream time. Well, back from a summer full
0: of excitement. It's dream time. I'm certain there's been a dream or two over the summer. Yeah, I have there are periods where I don't remember my dreams and then periods where, especially is weird. Every time I go to Big Bear, I don't know if it's the altitude or if it's the house or what it is, but I have the most vivid, weird dreams when I go to Big Bear. It's because you closer to Jesus up there. That's probably what's going on. And not just me, like Savannah does too. It's like, it's weird. It's, um, so I'm actually going to save some for future episodes, but I want to tell you one that is odd. It's not even my dream in this case. I'll use Savannah's story. This is a funny one. Under the unbelievable, weird, spooky factor I told Savannah about the TV series Lost for a long time and you know I do remember thinking by the end especially I was thinking man the plot really sucks this was bullshit because you strum me along with this mystery and then you clearly have no idea how to solve it which is not how you do a plot. Nope. On the other end, I do remember character development being amazing. So I was like, oh, I don't care. I'll watch it again.
1: I don't know what happens to Sawyer.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole, all <laughs> of that whole thing, I, I found it so brilliant, you yeah. know, but in any case I, I'll wax about lost for her in a different episode. Cause I will <laughs> watch it again with her now. So I'll have a lot to say, but it is the one thing that really was freaky. So we watched the first episode. And Savannah like it. It's cool, you know. But in the first episode, there's not a whole lot. You know, it barely lays down the groundwork. But the story's gonna get so weird that nothing really happened in the first episode that much. Go to sleep. The next morning, Savannah tells me, you know, I had this weird dream. And she tells me what basically is the plot of season two. Without having... And there's no hint even whatsoever in the first episode about... She tells me this whole thing of like, you know, I had this weird dream. There was this group of us you, me, and a few other people, and we had this thing where we had to press, I don't know if it was a button or something, but to save the world, and we had to do it every so many minutes, and if we didn't do it, something bad would happen, and then at one point, you didn't do it, because you forgot or something, and and I was like, holy shit, that's exactly a big element of the plot of season two. How the fuck did this just happen, you know?
1: That seems like, That was so much out in the world. Yeah, maybe there's... Not watching it, you would have heard... Pressing the the button was a
0: thing for sure. Long-standing memory, but last was what, 2005? It was a while ago, for sure. Wow, Jesus fuck. That's the other thing that's funny. Savannah at the time...
1: that's in the the US?
0: Doesn't sound very good, but Savannah at the time would have been 13 years old. So it's like the stuff that... I don't know, man. But in any case, yeah. And in fact, you're probably right. You know, that's my interpretation is that odds are that she may have, there's some deep buried memory despite not having watched it of something like that. People and stuck around, talking them, about it. And it pops back up that way. But A, it's weird anyway. And B, what if it isn't? Which she has no memory of that ever being in her conscious in any way, shape or form. So who knows? But in either case, I thought like, this is pretty fucking funny.
1: I saw this insane, it's the James Corden show, one of the late, late shows. <clears throat> I don't know, he's this guy, a, a mentalist or, or whatever he was, <clears throat> but he could literally put thoughts into people's heads and finish their sentences and all this crazy stuff. And he did yeah. all these little experiments and he, and he went through all these things and he had the whole audience write down a symbol. Just mm-hmm. write down a quick symbol, write down a quick yeah. symbol. And when they turned it, They all had the same symbol. How
0: the hell did that work? How
1: does that, how does he explain it? He showed it afterwards that early on in the thing, he was like, uh, this is a zigzag here. And this was a cross because he went to the church. And the the shapes were the letters S-T-A-R, roughly. So he presented star-
0: Early on in the uh, yeah, in the... but the fact that I mean, sure. But even if you tell me the word star or you show it to me in giant characters, that doesn't a uh, symbol. It's like, oh, I'll draw a Yin Yang, whatever. You know, it's like. But he didn't. He didn't advertise it. He just
1: you were seeing yeah, yeah, the yeah. word star in front of you, and like to a person. And so, rather than doing whatever symbol you like, that one head it kicks in. Star and... symbol just right now. What you Because wow. that one's in place. And then Corden, who he had asked. Way earlier to draw his symbol Star Freaky Yeah It's only about It's only about eight minutes out Definitely would Recommend I think I've seen it, it out.
0: I actually think I've seen it It was like I have a memory of this
1: And it's just amazing You know We are Easily Guided Yeah, Yeah uh. And then there's the whole notion You know these days, is there free will or has your brain made the decisions Love long before. after it makes you aware of what we're about to do?
0: Right, 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 right. And that's uh, hilarious. And I try to dodge that, but I don't think there's any way to get around it. You're <laughs> going to do what you're going to do. That's funny, man. But so that's the guest dream of the day. Yes. I will go back to my very, very weird dreams from Big Bear in future episodes.
1: I like that dream.
0: Time. Let's rent away.
1: I have a bit of a story. Do tell. I went to the eclipse.
0: As in uh, the, solar the eclipse. sun?
1: Yeah, the sun, it went away. And we drove 2,000 miles to do this. Where at? 1,000 miles each way. We ended up in Madras, Oregon.
0: So just southern Oregon. Actually, it's like almost... Pretty
1: deep. It, almost two-thirds of the way in.
0: Two thirds? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. A, oh, so, not Southern at no,
1: all. No, and I kind of had that feeling too when I was yeah. thinking, like, we well, we'll crossed the border and it was still like 300 miles to go. Uy. And um, it was amazing. We slipped in the night and sort of didn't encounter too much traffic on our way in. But um, as we got closer, it was apparent that something was going down. Yeah. And that town, I believe it 8,500 people and at least another 50,000 showed up. Maybe even a hundred thousand. The numbers mm. are kind of shaky. Yeah. But um, and then like the return trip was insanity. Right. The the day of the eclipse, we even hung out for six hours, hoping traffic would drain a little bit. No. We went four miles till we ran into traffic.
0: And it took four hours to go 55 miles. Wow. That's enough. Unless you have experienced something awesome like you did, that would have been enough to start killing people. People would have gone crazy. I think if they hadn't been washed by the eclipse, the, 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 uh, the shadow, what do you think was the cause? Yeah, you are speaking of the miraculous effect of the eclipse on in which way what was so cool about it is like, you know, cause you take it from a very, you hear the word surreal all the time. Yeah this
1: was the most surreal thing I have ever encountered. And it starts with the people because even like getting up to the event, I mean, we were lucky to find a great campsite with a lot of space, but it was all cool people that were there regardless of their affiliations with anything. They were there for this. Yeah. And it really felt like even on our way up that the folks you would meet at the gas stations and it was everybody, everybody going up there, you know, a thousand cars going North and two going South had this sort of adventurous, exciting spirit to themselves. I was saying it was like the big game is tomorrow and we're all headed to see it but we all happen to be rooting for the same team.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty awesome feeling. It's nothing I've ever experienced before. Where you went, you, the reason why you went there is because there the eclipse will be total, and you really see it in a major way versus, like, I mean, I've yeah. seen it here, and year is like, yeah, that's nice, there's here's, kind of an eclipse. it's pretty cool, and, you yeah. know, to watch the moon
1: go in front of the sun is cool. Sure. Um, I saw it, in 1979 was the last full one that happened in the United States, and it may not even have been full. Where I was at, we got yeah. that crescent behind the clouds, and even in the... Third grade it was like that's cool, right? But the way it was described to me is ninety nine percent is a lightning bug. Totality is a lightning storm, right? And they weren't lying. It's a whole other game, huh? When the when the moon finally gets in front of the sun and it's creeping, creeping. Yeah. And you guys all saw the crescent, but when it gets to the last little bit, these tiny little beads of just huge light are creeping out because it's like the mountains and the canyons of the moon are the last little pieces of light of the sun coming out. And those beads sort of light up, light up, light up. It goes to one, and then it's all gone. Wow. And it is the blackest. Black, you take your glasses yeah. off at that point, and the moon is the blackest thing I've ever seen. Because you got to think, it's a shadow. Yeah. So it's not being lit by the sun. The only light it's receiving is like starlight. So it is completely dark. At the same time, you know what a prominence is? It's like those flares that curve out of the sun. Yeah. Three of those were on fire, flashing. It's the first thing I saw was these prominences of magnetic energy swooping through the aurora. And then there's the aurora itself, which is blazing out. Um, There's these particles called neutrinos. They don't interact. They're very, very tiny. And they come blazing out of the sun. Like a photon takes hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of years to work its way out from the center. These things go right out. They're not disturbed. A billion of them go through your thumbnail every second of every day. We are washed in this stuff. Now you could see the representation of that sort of energy blasting out of the sun wow. through the coronal flare, and it flashed to. It looked like a good eye of Sauron because it was white light. and yeah, yeah, of it course, was powerful. So... But that's just that. At the same time, the and, temperature. And you drops. were
0: in these like open field the way it's like what, open field 2, it, was 000, a, it was a 3, wheat field yeah about three thousand of us there's lots of room for everybody ever spread out
1: but like the crowd was like f- first excited of and course then hush um gretchen cried wow. a lot of the women cried i was in awe and it's funny it was only two minutes and two seconds i went two thousand miles set through three days of shitty traffic to get back and i would do it a thousand times again wow that not to so be missed cool. Because and, and there's so many other things. I mean there's so many things to look at. I mean, you want to see that. but at the same time, well, now the stars are out at the same time. It was of daylight, course. complete yeah, yeah. daylight 40 minutes ago. Now the stars are out, and probably the craziest thing of them all is the entire 360 of the horizon is sunset.
0: That's not. So you're not receiving any yeah. direct light at all. But you we see are all sunset. lit by sunset. That's awesome. And you say that the temperature drops all of a sudden. 15 to 20 degrees. Jesus. Like Like that last sort of three minutes when it was
1: really 97, 98, 99. You could feel it drop. And where we were at, we were lucky. And I can't remember. I know Mount Hood was one of them. I can't remember what the two two mountains were. And I missed. Everyone was like, when it gets close, turn around because the mountain will go black first. And then the shadow will come over us because it moves at like 1,200 miles an hour. I missed a mountain going black, but when I turned around, the, the mountain that was outside the shadow was the brightest thing because it was lit in sunset. So that's out there lit in sunset. Everything else is dark. Right. Turn back, that mountain is black. And it's like, you don't have any shadows? Right. It's like this creepy sort of... And it's like, you're trying to look at everything. It's like, oh, and now Venus is out. and now, But the energy coming off that thing, people were calling it solar snakes. It's just... I can't describe it adequately. Any words I put together would not properly do good. And it's funny, a friend of mine, they were in Seattle, and he texted me like maybe 45 seconds after their totality was over and said, see you in Chile next year, because the next one's in Chile. Chile. And I think folks are going to be beyond hooked.
0: You're thinking about it. uh, It was that good.
1: Oh, if I had the means to do it properly, I would definitely go. And there's no question I'll be in Texas. April 8th, 2024, get your calendars marked because it's going to be crazy. And the dudes that put our campsite together, I would hire those bastards, find a field in Texas, and let them handle it. Because he was handled perfectly. Handled, man. People, trucks with little rovers with ice coming by for people and portalettes that were cleaned every morning and just
0: totally
1: took care of everything.
0: Just to be a shit starter because this is the rant of the day. I know. I just heard about this. Yeah. I have to mention Neil deGrasse Tyson and – yeah. So there was this tweet where he went like total solar eclipses, occur somewhere on earth every two years or so. So just mm-hmm. calm yourself when people tell you they are rare. And, you know, some of his fans are like, what the fuck, man? It's like, you know, you don't want people to get excited about. Uh, and, you know, he got so much flack back because some people were just first starting with the basics it's like look yeah there may be a solar eclipse often but one that you can actually see or a total one in some spot. not that often so Neil deGrasse Tyson is like the Olympics move around the world almost as much as the eclipses and with the same frequency yeah nobody calls them rare my favorite answer was this guy who says I like you and everything but sometimes you come across like a pompous ass do you want people to get excited about our solar system or not and Neil deGrasse Tyson's reply is, odd that we live in a time where telling people what is true in the face of what is false comes across as being a pompous us. To which the reply later was, no, deliberately missing the point, parentheses, eclipses are rare in any given place on Earth to make a technical correction does. And I thought that was really interesting because... You know Neil deGrasse Tyson is sort of this uh, pop star of he science. Is. He's the and, Carl Sagan uh, of our
1: days, and he's supposed to be uh, encouraging people, you know, STEM girls and things like that. There's nothing that could excite anybody any more than going to witness this. And I don't care if it's rare or not. If they happened every three days, people would write poets poetry about it. It's that powerful and that incredible. And you know, yeah, okay, it happens every two years, but who's going to Tibet? You know, yeah, half totally. of these happen over the fucking ocean. Yeah. So if we're to go across the United States, I think it's been a hundred years since we had one or very close to it that spanned coast to coast the way this one did. And the excitement of the people I was around and the joy that it gave them. Not of course. Of course. How he could possibly. You know what? Sometimes you told me a long time ago that these these crusty fucking academics <laughs> get a little too far up their dusty asses to see. I think it is
0: an elitist kind of thing. It is, uh, oh, now the people will get excited about astrophysics. Where are you in the trenches to fight the good scientific fight day in and day out? And it's like, rather than saying, hey, cool that you see it. Do you see why I get so excited about this stuff? And it's funny because somebody made an odd political point on this, which normally when people are trying to inject politics in everything, I always find it really annoying. But then again, on this one, I'm like, okay, they're actually... Because there's somebody who replied to him saying, do you want four more years of Trump after this? Because your attitude is exactly how you got four more years of Trump. Now, how? How would him commenting about the eclipse being uh, equivalent to... Well, it does fit. Because one of the reasons why in the United States today there's a monstrous degrees of anti-intellectualism... Yeah, they hate is, science. ...is because intellectuals are such assholes for the most part where they come across with this naughty, I know better than everybody hood. The plebs get excited about this. Look at the fools running to this eclipse.
1: It's so funny to watch them.
0: Exactly. It's like, you know, and you know, it's exactly that attitude that then gets anybody who's not a complete 300% nerd and probably a few 300% nerds as well will get annoyed. Everybody got annoyed and it's like, shut the fuck up. You know, it's like, what's your problem? Let us have fun. Let us play. And I think it is, I mean, regardless of whether one is right or wrong, because, I mean, technically, sure, he may be right technically, about yeah, the eclipses or not that rare in but do Well, nobody sense. likes the
1: motherfucker with a
0: dictionary every time. Well, technically rare
1: would Ex- indicate that. That's a- Shut up! Exactly. The, the, the excitement this created for people yeah. and, and the breaking, you know, I think it really was, at least the people I was around, all strangers... And I went amongst all of them and chatted with anybody who would talk to me. You know, I'm shy like that. Of course. And um, they were so excited. Uh, The T word didn't come up a single time. This was, you know, folks from all kinds of different places that came to see this because they knew that it was going to be something incredible. And what they saw, far. Your expectations. I have a terrible, terrible uh, habit of building my expectations up in huge ways from you know organic farms to whatever uh i couldn't even i wasn't even close yep yep and to have this huge amount of my fellow americans all concentrating on something exciting and good and 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 very tribal it felt very tribal of course that they knew it was coming and when it was over and the sun came back, we all applauded. I don't yeah. know if we applauded because we were happy the sun was coming back or if we were giving gratitude to the incredible treat we had been given. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that bind people together in good ways. Absolutely, man. And to shit on that in any way, yeah. especially from the lead scientist, I think it needs to be replaced.
0: Well, I think because it's that, it's ego, right? It's, yeah. that, it's the same reason why academics uh, speak like morons. You know, when you read uh, an academic paper, you want to beat them with a stick. Is there really, is that language helpful to get your point across? No, you're making things needlessly complicated for the sake of showing off that, hey, my dictionary is bigger than yours. I can use these crazy words. It's not being poetic. It's not using language in a cool way. It's just making it difficult for difficulty's sake. That's kind of the feeling I get about this stuff. It's like you're just trying to show off, really. You're just saying, uh, huh. I'm above the plebs, which of course is going to piss everybody off and get the opposite reaction. So it's
1: and the thought th- th- there was a thought process that of all the million things I could say today, like yeah, yeah, so yeah, so happy that right. there's 17 million Americans enjoying the eclipse today. Wasn't it great? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the big deal about that? Jesus. It didn't-
0: and to me, it's the it's the, it's the political equivalent uh, equivalent of the Hillary Clinton candidacy. You know, you put some. It's that same feeling of like you don't fucking know what it means to be a human being or a regular person, and nope. so you get the exact opposite reaction, and you get Trump. You know, so yeah, I saw that. I was like, ah, whatever. But on a better note, so that we don't indulge in the negativity. Yes, yes. There, here is a funny eclipse story from you from from the 1800s. Uh, at that time, the Shoni tribe, uh, they had got their ass kicked multiple times by now. So they, had, they still were independent, but they lost their land multiple times. So they got pushed further west, further west, further west. Pretty heavy vibes. Lots of people drinking, trying to forget their troubles because it's so heavy and there's so little hope. One of the guys who are... Um, who's one day just drink a bit too much... But when he wakes up, he said, wait, time out. I had a vision. The creator of life came to talk to me, told me these things. I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to change our life. This is what we need to do to try to stop American expansion. And so he started becoming kind of this prophetic figure. His name was Tinskwatawa, uh, already uh, not the easiest name in the world. but the um, And the guy emerges. this kind of powerful prophetic figure among the Shawnee people from other tribes got excited. When the governor of Indiana heard about it, he obviously wasn't so happy that, you know, this (laughs) charismatic religious figure was uniting tribes in opposition to American expansion. So he said, he told some natives he was meeting with, he's like that guy, a prophet, whatever, you know, if he's a prophet, he should be able to pull off some amazing miracle. Otherwise he's just a guy talking. So, you know, put him to the test. Have him do a miracle. If you can do a miracle, great. Otherwise, it's just some guy talking. So these natives say, well, that makes sense. That's a good point. So they go to Tenskwatawa, say, look, you know, we like what you say, but you need to deliver the goods. Do you have powers or don't you? Because, you know, here is Tenskwatawa say, yeah, 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 no worries. It's um, show up on such and such day. Come back here to my village. Actually, not just that. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody. Bring them over on such, such day. You guys come here to the village, and I will stop the sun. How about that? <laughs> right, whatever. And they go like, hey, if you can pull that off, <laughs> you got our attention. So, yeah, let's talk about it. On the appointed day, Tenskwatawa got out of his lodge, started praying, and there's an eclipse of the sun. And everybody goes, oh. And he goes, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to bring it back now. It's going to be okay. Sun comes back, and so far from squashing Tenskwatawa's reputation, the Indiana governor challenge increased Tenskwatawa's reputation. Now, how did he know? There are different theories. There's some people say that there were scientists in the areas who had been visited multiple times, so he may have heard from them. There were people in tribes who had pretty amazing astronomical knowledge, so who the hell knows. Maybe he was one of those guys who could accurately predict a solar eclipse. Or maybe he stopped the sun. What the hell do I know, right? It's like, either way, that's a pretty badass thing to pull off on any given day where you can go, hey, check this out. We,
1: um, Since we were on the way up, Crater Lake was along our pathway, Uh which I had never seen before. And it's incredible and beautiful. Still has snow on it in August, which I found was incredible. But we did get a lot of precipitation in the winter. But one of the cool things I learned is that the natives' oral tradition, because mm-hmm. that, that volcano went off about 9,000 years ago, exactly matched what actually went down scientifically. Really? Yeah. Damn. And I thought that was
0: awesome. So I can't wait to learn more about that. That's a hell of a story because 9,000 years is that's not the chunk. easiest. Yeah. That's and to a- get it
1: right, so, you know, like the crack came first and then the, however it went. Um, that. I loved it. The whole The whole trip was amazing. And my wife is none too fond of sitting in traffic for hours. And I'm sure. Even she was able to keep it together on a level which I, you know, I never thought we'd make six hours. Sweet. And keep, keep them fed and it's less, you know, hangriness is the danger. Um, last couple of little notes, signs along the way. As we entered into Oregon, somebody had a giant sign on their house that said, eclipse canceled, go home. <laughs> Coming out, same house sign drive safely and don't come back jesus so they were really putting out the welcome wagon uh most of folks were incredible and these were people that like even the gas stations it was hilarious i was like i can't believe your gas prices and not because what the woman thought i was saying because they thought they were gouging the hell out of us yeah of course Nah, it's lower than la prices by a big margin of course And uh, so that's hilarious that they kicked them up 45 cents a gallon and we couldn't even notice. Yeah, of course. um, Checking your oil, washing your windows, putting the gas in. I mean, they really put the red carpet out and they tried as hard as they could. But there were some points where people had had enough. But the saddest eclipse story that I have to share. Do tell. Some little girl at some pizza place said that she had gone out to watch the eclipse. But nobody told her that she could take her glasses off when it went dark. Yeah. So she stood for two minutes with it being dark and saw none of the wondrous things.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: So to me, is it better that she not have an idea right, what she right. missed? I mean, can you imagine if she whipped him off with like two seconds yeah, to go? Of course. To realize what... So... Thought it was best and, you know, well, you'll catch it next time and not yeah. rub it in because...
0: But they were saying, though, you need to keep them also when it's dark because uh, the sun can still fuck you up at no, the moment. No, once, once, uh, uh, once it really, goes black. that was the, the standard... So uh, she got bad information. Right. Well, down here, that would be true because it never reaches that point. Uh, that makes sense. So only where it's complete. Only where in it. totality. But if it's not complete, if it's a partial one, then it can still... That makes sense.
1: And it's funny, you know, this won't go on forever. Yeah, yeah. The moon is is moving further and further away. So in like eight hundred million years, it won't happen anymore.
0: Oh, only a Jesus! I was planning for it. To... I know. Well, and I've i put it as a good marker.
1: You know, if 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 you got good Earth friends and your souls out traveling the universe, a good time to come, you know, reconnect is that last it's eclipse, that time, right? That eight hundred million years. The last you know? Everybody gather back to see it one more time. But it is sort of an amazing thing. The sun is ninety three million miles away. Our Earth is like 280,000 miles away. But for the fact that they are almost exactly the same size in our sky, really is one of those universe-winking...
0: Yeah, it's like, come on, somebody's fucking with you on this. Really? Because that's just... That's funny.
1: And it was grand, man. And I I couldn't, unless you're an evil Nazi person, don't go. You guys stay home with yourselves. But the rest was... But folks that want to be amazed and really want to see the wonders...
0: It was awesome, huh?
1: I can't describe it properly. With. And I know a lot of good words.
0: I like that. I like that I a liked lot. it bigly. <laughs> uh, let's throw in... Um, I don't feel like doing Bible stories today. Just That's just the mood of the day. So we're gonna... Let's continue with some other stuff to play with. I'm ready. In an extended rant, which is not even a rant by now. It's more it's, friendly chat. Yeah. The um, couple... Well, one was funny. So the other day I went for a meeting at the History Channel. Nice. And... Um, there was, when I was in the lobby, I saw this guy who was also getting his badge to go in the building or whatever. And I was like, I'm 99% sure that's Forrest Griffin, former UFC champion. And he is, in many ways, he's the guy who kind of saved the UFC, because at the time when uh, ratings were so so. He had this fight with Stefan Bonner that was on the f- at the finale of the first Ultimate Fighter, gained a shitload of attention, and then UFC since then just skyrocketed. So he played a key role in a huge moment in UFC history. And I saw him, and I'm like, I'm pretty damn sure. I've seen him so many times on TV, I think that's him. And then, of course, I do what you do with fighters. He's like, let me check his ears. And then I was like, yeah, cauliflower, cauliflower ears. ears that's, that's the him. One. Yeah, 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 of course. So... And uh, so then, you know, there are 32,000 different elevators in this monstrously tall building and everything. And so I go to one, I go catch it, 10th floor, go up this place. I walk into the lobby of the actual History Channel, not the general one of the building. And there's, uh, you know, the lady at the reception telling me, oh, you can wait on the couch. I'll let people know. I'm early for my appointment by quite a bit. And the only other guy on the couch is Forrest Griffin, who wanted the same. So we started, we had like a 20-minute chat. He was like super nice, very nice guy, very pleasant. We chat about martial arts, history, TV shows, you name it. And nice. It was pretty fun. He was uh, one of those, uh, look at that. I didn't exactly see. Did, did, you, a, did you figure out what
1: he was there for? Is he there to pitch yeah, the history of a MMA? Or? No, he was pitching a show.
0: And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I mean, I don't know what I can and cannot, but basically of course fighting related and, uh, by, uh, yeah, I like Forrest He's uh, he's a funny guy too, you know, he, on TV, he always came across as really funny. So he would, he would do good as a TV show. And, uh, and I had a pretty fun meeting as well. I don't know if any, like all of these things, I have no idea if anything is going to come uh, come out of it or not, but he was, um friendly history channel meeting that made me happy with one of the guys who um, handled the whole... You know, he's one of the bosses at scripted in history, so he handles, like, Vikings, which is a show I love a lot, and it's a lot of fun, so so that was good. On a different note, here is one... This is the first uh, Rich and Daniele post-summer show that we do, so there's a few summer things to discuss... I've been, there was one moment that was probably the highlight of my summer where we went for a week. We went to this place in Tuscany called Castiglioncello. It's a little south of Livorno. I used to go there all the time. I think when I was between maybe 12 and 17, something like that. I did every summer there, right? And, you know, beautiful place. And in my mind, like the way I'm made, the way it's like, really at the fiber of my being. Summer is about you head to the beach, you live next to the beach. All you think about when you wake up is what I'm gonna eat. Go down to the beach, swim, read a book, swim some more, read a book, go eat something. Oh, now it's hot. Let's chill out a little away from the beach. Let's go have some ice cream. Let's go back to the beach. Let's read a book. Let's play, you know, that's what it's all about, right? And, you know, you lay on the sand having great conversations and that kind of stuff, or we don't feel like chatting, you read, or you go swimming. You know, that's pretty much my image of heaven, right? That's how it recharges you of energy like probably nothing else on earth. And one thing that I love about Italy is that everybody did this. You could be poor as fuck. And the only difference is you don't go to the cool beaches. You'll go to a shittier beach, but you still get through the same. It's not as beautiful an experience, but it's still the same experience. Sure. You know, everybody takes off as their. if you are a kid in particular, you go with somebody, there will be some relative or another who takes you for at least a month, you hang out by the beach and doesn't matter if you are rich or poor, you know, everybody gets to do it to one degree or another and. I don't know, man, it felt so good. And then I haven't really done it. You know, the beautiful thing is that the Mediterranean sea is different from the ocean. It's warm. It's warm. Start with that. Like sometimes some days you go in and you're like, this is a broth. This is so <laughs> nice. You know, it's like really the. Well, it seems like
1: the population to, um, um, coastline density is probably conducive to everyone enjoying the beaches.
0: Well. Yeah. I mean, there's a shitload of people, that's for sure. So you need to be comfortable in little space cause you're not gonna have big, you're kind of not exact. Well, in some places you are elbow to elbow in some places, maybe not elbow to elbow, but you still don't have a whole lot of space. That's for sure. The, um, no sharks. Which for, I think the temperature thing, they don't like it close to the water. So yeah, you have sharks if you go way, way, way out there, but you don't have the, like out here in California, you know, you can be knee deep water and there may be a giant fucking shark for all, you know, I've seen videos. I don't know if you saw, there was one on Facebook that was freaky. There was a dude that was literally knee deep water. Whacking it with a stick, that no, guy? No, and there was a giant great white around. in the oh, yeah. crazy shit. So yeah, that <laughs> unnerves me a little bit, so the Mediterranean is none of that. It's warm. It's nice. It, the only thing you got to worry about is jellyfish, pretty much. That's the extent of it. Jellyfish suck. Now this summer, I got to go back to the exact same place. I don't think I had been since I was 17, right? So decades. He, he, at least two years. Yes, it has been a little bit. And I got to go back to my dad came as well. Uh, his wife came savannah came and isabella so i get to the same place but in such a different stage of life right and it's italy never fucking changes right so the same ice cream store is there 25 years later everything is the same right that's awesome which is kind of fun it's surreal because your last memory is being a teenager there and now i'm not exactly a teenager and i go under these different circumstances and i still is so it's time traveling. Fucking enjoyable, right? It's just so when I lay there on the beach and I'm like, now I remember. This is life, you know. This is uh, this is how it's supposed to be. First day that we're on the beach. The old bully that hit you with a rock 20 years ago. I wish. No. Uh, it started raining at one point. And so I jumped into the sea, went for a swim. And, you know, right before it rained heavy, when it was still just barely drizzling, I'm out there. And I look back, you know, I kind of swam further than anybody. I'm like way out there by myself in the middle of the bay. And I look back, and I get this 360-degree view of the bay. Well, the bay, I guess, is 180, but is the, um, and you see all these beautiful houses, the woods back there, the kind of mountainy terrain behind it, and it's just so fucking beautiful, right? It was just so. Um, And I started laughing, not like in a metaphorical kind of like in, no, no, just flat out laughing my ass off in the middle of the sea there, looking around and it was really one of those moments where it's like, yeah, it doesn't get any better than this. This is, the universe is a beautiful place. This is as good as it's going to get, you know? Um, I had the exact same feeling last week. The, on the eclipse moment. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's sometimes it is magical sometimes it is just that good
1: and it seems to make sense for a moment then too it
0: really does there's just that ecstatic uh, happy moment of it all and yeah man we had i don't know i had such a good time that was really really fun and going with isabella too so seeing it through her eyes and it was fun man
1: well and the next jump There'll be grandchildren
0: right? Beach. Well, hopefully I get to go there before. <laughs> you <laughs> never know, There's a lot yeah.
1: going on, and maybe that is the, just sort of the skip the
0: way through it. But. but that's the other thing that I was thinking, is like, why haven't I been doing this? And I don't mean, it doesn't have to be the exact same place, but that dynamic, the take fucking time off, sit on a beach for not a day, two, not even a week. I mean, this we did a week. It was nice, but no, literally the summer, you know as long as you can make the summer be a month, two months, you know, if you can find a way to save up money, quit, it's way fucking easier said than done, right? I mean, yeah. 95% of why I decided to teach, which wasn't necessarily what I grew up saying, so, you know, I really want to teach in college. It was because of the idea that if I wanted, I could say take summer off, you know, that's the primary reason, really. Because, you know, put me in a great job that forced me to be there 50 weeks a year, I shoot myself. I don't want to do it. No, there's
1: a lot of talk at the Eclipse Collection that there's a lot of people that would have loved to have come but have no capacity mm-hmm. to get even four days off. Of course. Absolutely. And could now no way
0: afford it if you're making $8 an hour. Yep. But even if you're making a ton, it's like. Yeah, I mean, And that is kind of has been also my experience. It's like granted, yeah, I've had more freedom than most people in that regard because yeah. I chose to yeah. give up certain possibilities that may have led to more money, but I want the time. Yeah. And even then, I still didn't get to do it as much as I would like to, to have those moments where I take these weeks off to just lay on a fucking beach for a month with people I like, bring some good books. And that's it. That's life for the next month. I cannot emphasize enough how incredibly good for your mental health that is, where you are in those places that they're like, now I remember what it's like to be human, you know, now I remember to be a human being between the earth and the sky, enjoying it all. And... And I want to do it a lot more. Like yeah. I want to I wanna try to structure my life in a way. Like I've already taken, obviously, even from the get-go, right? Choosing the job I do and everything. But I want to try to structure my life even more that I can do this, that that becomes a priority. That, no, I'm not doing, going to do some other fucking thing over summer. I want to do that. I want to. Because that's a breath of fresh air. That's just life. And, again, way easier said than done. There are lots of choices that have to be made. And some of these choices may suck in the process because you may have to give up things that you do also like, um, for me, where I'm at after experiencing this, I'm like, oh man, I want this more. I want to do this again next year and the year after and the year after just, but not a fucking week. Give me a month. Give me two months. Give me three months. Give me whatever, whatever I can take. I want to do because that's where life makes sense.
1: Yeah, I can't argue any of that. And, you know, as going through all these uh, agricultural fields and all that stuff, those jobs are all going to be gone. All the truck drivers are with, all those, all, mm-hmm. all that's going to be gone. So we're going to have to figure something out that maybe the humans don't need to work so hard. That will be sweet. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, the U.S. will never figure it out. Europe, I hear the same thing from my German friends that eight weeks in the summer for sure.
0: That's the way to live,
1: man. That's the you way. just can't work people to death uh-huh. and not pay them at the same time. And you don't care who you are. It's only going to last so long, and people only be able to take it for so long.
0: Total. And even if you get paid, so let's say it's the good scenario of work, right? It's the good capitalism where everybody gets paid good money and all of that. It's like, what's the point if you're fucking in a cubicle 50 yeah. weeks a year? It's like,
1: And your two weeks are, one's around Christmas. Yeah. And the other is like, like, you go to some place for. You know, of your seven days, two of them are spent traveling.
0: You need time to decompress, man. You need that. You're not going to enjoy it right away. You're not going to be no. okay. Now you're off go. And three seconds later, you're having the greatest time. It takes a while to unwind. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause really when I think about why I ended up doing what I do, uh, 99% has to do with wanting more time in. Like I don't mind working hard when I do, but then I want to, and again, even there I was working, right. I was studying for the podcast for history on fire. I was recording things. I was, doing. so it's not that I wasn't doing stuff, but it's different, you know, That's stuff that I can do from home. That's the, yeah. So that's part of why my new resolution is I want to try to, as much as I like being in the classrooms, cause I enjoy students and it's a good dynamics. I want to try to shift to more online teaching because I don't want to be physically tied to a place as much. I mean, I'll have to have anyway, because Isabella will have to go to school. And so, you know, we are going to be physically tied down to a place, but I want to make for myself as much... Time, not in a structured way that if I feel like doing the work at 2 a.m. rather than at that time when I have to drive in traffic I can do it yeah and to escape so, that 12 to
1: 14 hours a week you spend in traffic
0: totally so that's what nice I'm trying to, cash to do that I'm, back in, like, wouldn't it? I'm slowly trying to get more online classes and less face-to-face one even though I like face-to-face because I just need the freedom now I really really want it badly well go get it <laughs> moment, boom, boom, boom. So I had the Isabella Ego Boost, which is always pleasant. Her opening sentence to me, pretty much out of the blue, was, you're going to be responsible for the extinction of humanity. Ooh. And I was like, sorry, why? What's what's with that? Are you creating a super virus that we don't know about? Her comeback was because all women on Earth are going to kill each other for a chance to date you. <sighs> That is a problem. Okay. I mean, yes, yes. That is, you know, there's the super volcano under Yellowstone. There are asteroids. But all of this pale in comparison to the threat that I represent by in the female population on earth to people don't see the security that's around here to keep that from happening well i've had a lot of nasa scientists come to visit saying hey we need to figure something out here we can't let it go too long we don't want to wait until the problem gets out of hand." so did you see what the nasa scientist's idea for the uh, super volcano is i saw that they are going to pop it like a zit yeah what could possibly go wrong yeah that's a little tricky (laughs) i mean it's like you better be right you know if you're right it's a great idea great idea you're not right. It's a little problem, which that, is that's why. That's good for tourism. It's also what the NASA was trying to say with me. You know, they were trying to use this laser to pop me mm-hmm. to avoid this problem. But you know, I was like, eh, maybe we can find a different kind of solution, or
1: I think uh, pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I think I need to. They started giving me this oil, this women repellent spray that I have to put on to diminish my natural fascination and the dramatic effect that I have on female libido. But, you know, I don't know that it's going to, he's still not strong enough. I so. think I was soaked in that in high school. <laughs> just, Unbeknownst. When they were testing it.
1: Yeah. It wow. Um, kind of, yeah, well, this is working great.
0: <laughs> in any case, so that was the uh, Isabella ego moment. That was very pleasant. The um, one that's actually really interesting though is, um, I had a, things have changed quite a bit with Isabella very recently. And I think it's a lot of it as a result of some discussion we had. So this is a good one because one thing that always worries me a little bit about this, is that she is very harsh. I mean, she's sweet. She's has a lot of empathy, but she's really hard on herself. She's really hard on others. She's not very forgiving if 10 good things happen and one bad thing happen, she'll tend to focus on the bad things that just happened. So as a kids, eh, this is not good. This is uh, this will make your life miserable basically, you know, cause you're going to always have uh, if you know, if, and I'm not saying if you're even wrong, cause a lot of the time when you're mad with other people or at yourself, sure you're right. But, but you
1: the- can't throw all your barbs. No, all the time you the, can't be the hypercritical person that hates everything
0: totally and you cannot for you know if if we had a great day on one bad thing up and you cannot focus on that and and you know i tried to have the conversation with her about 500 times and i went nowhere because clearly i wasn't using the right uh and recently something clicked because i think i was able to use the images that deliver we had I start, you know, one of the characters in movies that she has always been very disturbed by has been Gollum because, you know, Smeagol come along in Lord of the Rings and he's like, you feel bad for him and he's almost sweet and there's something... And then the ring comes along. And then he's like, Smeagol kicks in and is I'm sorry, Gollum kicks in and he's an asshole, you know. It's like, And she was always puzzled. She was always fascinated. It's like, but why? You know, if he's nice, why is he such an asshole then? And if he's an asshole, how can he be nice? And I was like... Look, that's
1: you're going to meet a lot of those people. And you know, also
0: <laughs> and my message in a delicate kind of way was take a look in the mirror there because that's exactly what you're doing, you know? That's exactly what you're doing, you know. You have this side of you that's sweet and nice and good and all people and you have this side of you that gets really harsh and focus on the negative and that. And I'm not saying you like you have it. I have it too. Most people have it to one degree or another. Some yeah. people have it in a more schizo way than others, but everybody has those dynamics going on. The problem is if you know it, then it's a choice. You know, then you choose which way to go. And she got that and then I delivered the knockout punch with the next image of the same thing, but an image that she liked better. We just watch um, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, the the old one from the nineteen nineties, right? right there. And they, um, and there's that scene that pops up several times in the movie between there's like this demon, which is obviously like an inner demon, something that Bruce Lee is going on inside. Right. And so I'm like, every time you do this shit, you're letting the demon win. What I'm rooting for is the Isabella Bruce Lee, not the Isabella demon. So I'm hoping that we can work on that image completely clicked with her. She's like, okay, this makes sense. I get it, you know, and and suddenly she was aware of those dynamics. She wasn't feeding in those dynamics. The same thing where normally, you know, I, I just have to barely mention is like, what is that the demon coming ca- in today? Or, boom, and <laughs> Isabella Bruce Lee kicks in, and it's all like positivity and good stuff, and and. It's funny how you can have the exact same conversation a million times, but one word, one image, one something that resonates suddenly makes it sink in. It makes it real. It makes it make a difference in life versus being just like, yeah, yada, 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 whatever. I don't, you know. Is going back to school, do you think, that's something to do with it too? Is getting a little older? She is, but even that, you know, the normally... Like I saw that because we had this discussion up in Big Bear when she was still on vacation, right? Because that's when we we're watching all the movies and it was fun. And and then uh, we come back and you know, of course, you're gonna see who's in your classroom. And there are some people she really likes, and there are some people she really doesn't. Normally, unfailingly, as being like, "Hey, isn't that cool that you are with so and so?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah but, but there's also so exactly." I ex- don't like her at exactly. all. Exactly, and that becomes the focus, right? This time she was like, no, I think I got lucky because, you know, yeah, there are a few people I don't like, but there are also a lot of these people. Is the exact same analysis except flip, right? It's like completely glass of full versus half empty. And I'm like, I like this so much. Doesn't this feel better? Doesn't it make you enjoy life more and be more pleasant? First of all, to yourself and then to everybody else in the process. So I was pretty happy with how that played out and uh who knew that gollum and bruce lee would come to the rescue and well of course bruce lee would come to the rescue yeah 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 but yeah bruce lee and the because after a while she liked gollum and Zmeagol made her get it but then she was like yeah but you know what it's not that i'm that crazy about Zmeagol either he's still a weird dweeb and you know yeah he's better than gollum but it's Bruce Lee on the other end is Bruce Lee you know he's awesome and so yes I I like that image better you know Demon Bruce Lee I like that so that clicked with her and I've been um and I think honestly I mean the funny thing is we all do right because we all fucking do that and we all on a given day we all fail at it you know it's like it happens I mean I almost don't if I never see the demon winding in you, I f- I'm thinking you're hiding something. Because it's like <laughs> either you're you a go saint, home and kill puppies. Yeah, either you're a saint and you're just perfect Buddhahood hood in- embodied, Impossible. or you know, occasionally you fuck up and you have the day when you get mad when you shouldn't and when. And I don't know. It was cool too because maybe talking with her about it was helping me too in this because like there are nights like she's been having, she has these, uh girls who are in her class that she loves and they get along and they all have these play dates and they are, and of course she, you know, she's an only child. So when she gets to play a lot, she gets super excited and she never wants to sleep because her mind is going 10,000 miles a minute. So like the last few nights, she's taking forever to sleep and she comes back to me and talk to me. And after a while it's like, He's, Jesus Christ, He's sleep you know? time. And normally in a case like that, my patients after a while is like, okay, it's been an hour. We're done. No more. And I could see her that she was like, shit, I know I'm pushing a button here. And I was like, hey, it's not your fault. You know, it's whatever. It's like, yeah, of course, I would like you to sleep, but, you know, don't worry about it. It's, it's nobody's fault. It's whatever. Let's like, let's breathe together. Let's do whatever. It's like, we'll take whatever long it takes. And And she was like, holy shit, really? You're this nice about it? This is cool. And it's like, and in my mind, I was thinking, I get it when I'm not when I get frustrated, but at the same time, what an asshole I am. If I don't do this all the time, you know, this is the way to be. It's like, what's, why would I be giving you shit? Cause you can't fall asleep. Like it's your fault, like you're bad or something.
1: No, it never would be your fault, but it's just, you know, the way the society works, we're jammed full with so many things that have to get done. that that extra 30 minutes that is well worth, Sure, but gets pushed to the side more often than it should sometimes. And there's no question about that.
0: But that goes back to Bruce Lee and the demon, right? Yep. It's like one reaction is the way you wanna be and the other one is when your war instincts kick in and you're just like, God damn it, got to sleep already, I told you so. It's like It's tough, isn't it? And we all fucking fight that battle every single day. Right? Every moment. Every moment of every single day there are those different voices mm-hmm. there going on and which way you decide to go make the difference on how you live your life it took me years to get my traffic zen in order oh yeah we're just like Grr. yeah
1: and then it's like well, what am-? it makes no difference absolutely we're going to arrive eventually you know this is going to happen one out of five days a week Yep. there's no re- and you know what if you don't want to be pissed
0: off at traffic leave an hour earlier yeah or that's where podcasts are a friendly helper yeah. right to so all of you sitting in it traffic does,
1: uh- you'll get through yeah but it took a while
0: yeah but I don't know, I'm fascinated with this because precisely as you say, it's like, is what you go through, is what I go through, is what Isabella, is what every single living person goes through all the time. And that to me is, if there's ever something that people need education on and help and all, the, this is it. You know, this is the kind, because it, it really doesn't get much more important than this topic. And what percentage of the equation you think are folks that end up getting
1: nailed with? a shower of hate that don't even deserve it they're yep. just having to be you know, collateral damage
0: well and that's the other thing that if you have the way i see it is if there's somebody was like uh do you say rope walker you know where you see those yeah. guys who are like tight rope walker yeah tight rope walker right so they are already like fucking using every last inch of their energy trying to stay in balance and you come along and you're like, fuck this and fuck and throw out a bunch of hate. Then you just blow them right over, right? Because yeah. then they are right there in this delicate balance and all the shit you dump on them makes it so. And then they fall into the opposite and they'll, and it becomes a, Or being shitty to some psycho. barista
1: that didn't put your soy milk in it. Just like,
0: totally. you live in a place where you get to have food served to you. Totally. And that's the thing is like the energy you put out there that way can either help people, um, the the odds increase dramatically that they are going to be able to find a better balance if you they are on the receiving end of good energy, yep. and the odds decrease dramatically that they are going to be able to, when you dump a bunch of shit on them on a regular basis.
1: That they continue to spread around to the rest of the people. That Absolutely. I think you're onto something here, man. I think this our society could use it
0: because so, we're so... So, Tense. It's, it's so Bruce Lee and the demon, man. That's what it's all about. No, I'm, I'm on Team Bruce Lee. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like that too.
1: <laughs> well, it's story time, everybody. Brought to you by our friends at Sure
0: Design T shirts. Happy Nibbles for Happy Planet. Story time. Let's play. So, this is a story that I wrote it down as like, oh, I need to tell this one while I was on my way back from Tuscany, going back to Milan in the car. Um, I was talking with Miss Manuela Mantegazza, who was my dad's uh, wife. Like, I mean, they didn't really get married, but basically, yes. Common same. law by now. Yeah. And uh, she had a story that I was like, holy shit, this is insane! Because I was talking about some topics from like recent Italian history and we're going in this and that. And I brought up the monster of Florence. I don't know if you are familiar with that tale. It's really complicated. But basically what happened is there was through the end of the 70s, if I remember correctly, into the 80s, there there was the serial killer who was uh, targeting um, couples. Usually couples going to make out in a car. They go kind of like lover lane type of thing. They go out to see the star. Monster of Florence show up, pop, 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 kill them. And and this happened a lot. And then it started getting really weird where he started taunting the investigators. He would like chop people, chop pieces from... uh, the victims and mail them to the prosecutor going like, yeah, good You're luck. you going to me. Exactly. Right. There's all this shit. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I give you, I guess this is not about the most, you know, I may actually one day do a history on fire on the monster of Flores, Cause it's such a crazy story that it's even though his modern history is very much intriguing and, I'll give you the. I won't keep you forever waiting for the episode. In the meantime, I give you kind of the solution to the story. This is the Law and Order episode version. Yeah. Bling, bling. Exactly. Then I go back to Manuela's story, which is even weirder. But what happened is eventually they busted somebody. And what was weird is that they didn't bust one person, they busted two people for being the monster of Florence. Because the idea that this was an extremely rare case, not of a single serial killer, but where at least two people were involved. now Together or as copycats? Together, working together. They would have breakfast together kind of shit. They were, you know, all of this stuff. But this is where it gets even more interesting. Excellent chances that it was more than those two people. Because, you know, one of the guys who got busted this, Pietro Pacciani was, you know, complete and total trash. You know, the guy raped his own daughters. He was like, you know, as nasty as a human being as you can think of. But he was also a complete idiot. And one of the things about The Monster of Florence is that he demonstrated some there was something about the MO and some of the stuff that was not stupid. Like many people suggest that, that some of the cuts, some of the things require some serious skill, like as in medical skill. And so the, what some people think is that Pachani and the other guy who got busted with him was slightly smarter, but not by a lot. They were just the, the muscle for somebody else who had, uh, you know, there was one dude in particular that was uh, a doctor who was thought to be uh, involved with the whole thing and then he mysteriously drowned and after he drowned, all the murders stopped. And never, So, you know, there's a very good chance that what the whole story of The Monster of Florence was about was not the classic serial killer story, which is one crazy guy, but it was multiple people involved in essentially what was a death cult where there was this old really weird dynamic. You know, it's never been proven. We don't know for sure. Those two guys were busted. They were sentenced to life in prison. They both died since then. I think they both, one of them for sure. I think the other guy too. um, But there's a bigger mystery about the whole thing, which is why I was intrigued for History on Fire, because this wouldn't be just your standard serial killer story. It's a lot weirder than that, but in any case... The, it is the Manuela version of the monster of Florence. So start with the fact that one of the two guys who got busted, um, Pacciani would often go into town where she was at and have breakfast in the same place where she would go. So she interacted with him multiple times. She said, yeah, horrible vibe from the guy, really just nasty, but whatever, you know, the second guy was her mailman. <gasps> He was the guy who brought mail to her house every day because she was living in Tuscany at the time in this rural community, and he was the mailman. Now, not an, not weird enough. Let's continue making yeah, it. Yeah, that's weirder. already pretty weird, and I can't imagine what happened the day that these dudes got pulled into jail. Before that, yeah, never mind when they realize, right? So there was one particular day she was everybody from the place where she was living they were all going to this big community event so you know everybody was leaving their house going at night to this place doing their thing she was really sick she had a big fever so she didn't want to go so she stayed behind right fell asleep early and the whole thing she woke up in a full-on panic and completely not knowing why and she despite being the middle of the night having a giant fever she opened her door and ran all the way to the place where everybody was um hanging out for this public event and as she was running she's saying i kept having the feeling that i was running in the dark i was gonna trip into a dead body that was the feeling I had the entire time as I was running. And you know, she got there, and everybody was like, "Hey, Manuela, what's the deal?" It's like it's okay, <laughs> you know, nothing. You just no dead bodies here, you know. You have a fever. You had a weird nightmare. Not a big deal, you know. It's okay. Except that I forget if it was the next morning or the one after that. Then they see the police just outside their house. Because what happened is that the. Um, monster of florence had struck about 100 yards from her house there was a french couple who was camping in a tent and the guy had gone in cut the tent killed them both and so there were you know she was there seeing the bodies being carried away all that shit right she felt it happen exactly because she was probably the closest human being who remained alive to the event other than the serial killer and the victims because she was literally probably 100 yards away from where it happened. I believe it. Holy shit. When she told me this story, I was like, damn, that's a heavy story. That's It's insane that you felt it. It's insane that you knew these damn people. It's insane that like the whole thing is just, Wow. Did you have any comment on when they actually got a hold of him that
1: I knew that crazy bastard at the restaurant? Or... Well, yeah.
0: Mailman dude. Yeah. She wasn't fond of, but not as the other guy. She was like, yeah, that guy was a freak. You could tell a mile away that that guy was a real, real freak.
1: And probably some surgeon pulling their yeah, strings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was probably more to it. Did the cutting happen
1: throughout or did that, that come I forth think it later? It was
0: more later. Yeah. I think so. Again. I forgot all the details and I would have to, that's so why I would have to kind of seriously study it to then do a in-depth history on fire on the story. But well, the well, dude who wrote the silence of the lamps was uh studying heavily. The, the monster of Florence tale.
1: Really? Is yeah. that where all that red dragon stuff comes from? Yeah, I
0: thought he even, I want to say he did a book about it. Maybe he didn't, but, uh, yeah, that's the, he was studying it. I know that much.
1: Well, if you want to scare yourself to death, read that red dragon. It's like, Oh yeah. I think, Lector's in it somehow, but it's about a whole different guy. Yeah. I think Lecter's actually studying him. Whew. Now I'm spooked thinking about that thing.
0: Red Dragon was the one that they made the movie Manhunter of.
1: Yeah, they, it had the guy that ended up being Grissom in the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, in CSI. CSI show. No, I like Manhunter no, it's a good movie. There's the
0: whole final scene with the mo- with the music from Inagada Davida Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, good stuff.
1: Well, it's time to zip open the digital mailbag and see what
0: queries wait
1: inside for us.
0: What have we got this week? So, I have a question for both of us. You start. Okay. Um, Podcast you enjoy? Podcast you listen to?
1: Um,
0: I heard about this one, the Drunken Taoist. This so
1: it's incredible. I know it's that. one of my favorites for sure. Um, I like to, there's a couple of, f- the Slash film cast I like, they do movie reviews. Cool. I listen to that all the time. I do listen to Rachel Maddow when I'm driving, because I don't normally watch it on TV. Um, Dan Carlin, I definitely listen to Common Sense and Hardcore History when they come around. Of course. Um, what's his name? Joey Diaz, one of uh, Joe... Church of, Church of He happening? just, yeah. he just, he's good for like a funny time. Um, but I think my favorite...
0: i got going to get a for this, I... I can't, I mean, I think he's a nice guy. I don't dig the humor. It's just not my There's style. There's something about
1: his attitude. He's just got a great yeah. attitude. And normally, like, he's got this woman, Miss Pat, that comes on. And every time I see her, she's, oh, yeah. man, that woman pregnant at 14, telling stories from the hood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just, she's funny. That stuff's pretty she's epic. Funny.
0: And don't get me wrong. You know, again, I like him. It's just, you know, some people go crazy for his stuff. Yeah. It's not doesn't quite click with me the same way. Like, I listen to Duncan Drant, yeah. you know, Duncan Trussell, and I die laughing, right? To me, that clicks more. Everybody's got their style that way, and it's like it's a niche thing where it's like some things click with you better than others. But
1: the other ones I would definitely mention, Here Be Monsters is a great one, it's just different sort of stories of creepiness from, mm-hmm. from the world. Uh, I can't get enough of that one, and, and there's they don't do a lot of episodes either. So those would be the main ones. I would almost have to turn my phone on to think. I know
0: I ask you an unfair question because I actually prepared it and wrote down the stuff, whereas you're going on the spot, just trying to remember things.
1: Well, give me a few, and then I'll, I'll be able to fill I'll, in the uh, gaps. Oh, best of the left is another one that's featured. They're It's sort of know. like they just sort of—it's a topic of the week, and they get like four or five. How we haven't got a, a clip on that show yet is probably my fault, but we're gonna fix that at some
0: point. I'll um, okay. I'll jump in and give you time to stroll through your right so the ones that, of course, Dan Carlin, blah, <laughs> we have, uh, you know, common sense, hardcore history, of course, that goes without saying. Um, I've enjoyed a whole lot, uh, Martyr made podcast that I can't pronounce, but it's awesome. No, he, I've listened to a couple of those. Uh, he's very good at what he's doing. He's so damn good. Not even funny. Then let's see, I, of course, I've been listening to a shitload of history ones just because for history on fire, I want to kind of see what's out there. Sure. And I'm going to, f- even though I prepared it, quote unquote, because I went through my items, I know I'm going to forget some that are really damn good and apologies to whoever I'm forgetting here. But some of the ones I've been listening the most have been our fake history. Really good one. I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh dangerous history podcast is good. There's, uh, History of Pirates is fun, um, <laughs> Eastern border podcast for, uh, Russian related things is cool. Iroquois history and legends, um, Inward Empire is trippy because Inward Empire is, uh, he has jo- only a few episodes, you know, he's clearly not doing that as a professional or he's kind of more, but man, he's good. His analysis is brilliant. Like some of his stories are just amazing. So Inward Empire is great. Um, on a different front, on a, oh one still historically, there's one called Dirty Beats Podcast. That's all about sex in history, which is always fun. There's, uh, on a non-historical related note, I enjoy my friend um, Yoshino. He does Artist Decoded. is a great one about uh, people mainly in visual arts, but not only. Um, all sort of um, really good interviews that he had. Art of Manliness is fun, you know. Not every single episode, but many of them are fun. Yeah. Um, there are lots of good guests. There's, um, I've enjoyed quite a bit our sponsor, um, Chris O'Dell. That Susara podcast has been. I listen to, I think every single one of those. I enjoyed all those conversations. I know a lot of the people involved in interviews, so it's also fun to kind of get the. Uh, it's like, hey, I like listen to my friends chat kind of thing. But I enjoyed definitely that Susara podcast. We had uh, Aubrey Marcos. I like his podcast. Um, Chris Ryan, he releases one episode of it, three seconds. So I kind of, I don't have the, I listen to a fraction of what he has released, but uh, it's fun to check. Of course, Duncan for any time I miss good old Duncan Trussell, that's the way to go um joe rogan experience i mean it goes without saying is uh he, there's a shitload of episodes where i'm like i really don't like the guest or some it's not yeah I, I do it according to the guest if but, i like the guest i'm gonna but listen. it doesn't matter you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's still it's joe rogan experience he's uh iconic and has introduced me to so much good stuff over time that especially he does what three episodes a week or something yeah, who cares can care. you imagine like,
1: that he was at like 40-something when we started.
0: Totally. So it's... Um, there's Do you ever that. listen to Mark
1: Marin, the WTF? That's uh-huh. one of like, just great interviews with really interesting people.
0: I, I should. I, I heard it so many times I haven't listened. Um, there are a couple of good... I, I haven't listened... I only listened to a couple of episodes and I enjoyed uh, that Tad Russell started doing. There were a couple of good interviews that were really nice. So these are some of the main ones that pop up. This is by no means an inclusive list, but it's um, kind of what Strolling through my feed, where the first ones popping up, you can tell that I spend way too much time in the car.
1: Yeah, I'm in the car too much as, as well. Um, 99% Invisible is a really cool one, it's sort of like just a scattered amount, you know, like art and 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 just things you encounter, and just, it's hard to describe it accurately. Um, and Radiolab. Definitely one of my favorites. It goes way back to the NPR days. They did one recently um, that scared everybody to death about the CRISPR um, genetic where you can rewrite DNA with this simple device or this simple. And then they did an update two years later and said now they have like CRISPR Plus where not only does it install the DNA, but it makes the fixes permanent. Jesus. Because if you just put something out into the populace, it would usually just cycle yeah, its yeah, way yeah, back to course. be gone and now that leaves it in place and that freaked everybody out sure and then it. two weeks ago they did a story about this new adobe software that does you know editing and, and photoshop and all that sort of stuff it's sort of photoshop for audio so if you have 20 minutes oh, yeah, of conversation yeah, you can make just type it in that
0: person say anything you want yes of course.
1: and they can do the same thing with picture now too like if you have George W. Bush sitting waiting for a, a uh you know, feed to start or something for five minutes. Well, he can read your face in real time and put that movement onto his oh, face. Man,
0: that's gonna create some really interesting porn.
1: Well, you're looking at the good side. I'm looking yeah. at the bad side no, where I know, you know, I know, the days where it doesn't matter what if what you said is true or not. Totally. It's what people it's believe be there, before they burn the church down. Yeah. That um
0: so oh, wow, that's nuts
1: there's a lot of good podcasts out there yeah N- none sure. more exciting than this drunken Taoist. i'm gonna to have to check that out yeah those guys are tens of people telling me that it's fantastic
0: and a year history on fire doesn't suck either that so
1: one is good i can tell, good. tell you that for sure Well, the funky music means one thing, and that's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken Downs podcast. Good mood episode. Maybe the summer did
0: us some justice. Good mood episode indeed. That's what summer is supposed to be about. I think so. Um, Let's thank some good folks. Speaking of thankfulness and good moods, let's get a few people who donated. Let the pottering begin. So we have Mr. Terry McLennan. Aaron Wisner, Thomas Robinson, Matt Chebrey, and Joseph Boyle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you too
1: could be a part of this awesome list and get your name screwed up and destroyed with a fine Italian accent just oh. by uh, donating a little bit of scratch. Absolutely. Not much. As as we always request, if each of you were to give two bucks once a year... Oh, yeah. ...you would cover the cost of all this stuff because, oh, believe yeah. it or not, bandwidth ain't free. And um, Yeah,
0: that's good stuff.
1: Yeah, so, so pitch in. Get you good summertime vibe. That $2 you saved over the summer, send it to your pals that are in your ear twice a month.
0: Tell you what, anybody who uh, is in a generous mood and want to donate to the podcast, so like you throw in, I don't know, uh, go... $3 or more, I'll send a History on Fire bonus episode to anybody who throws in $3, wow. $3 or more. That's so, a good episode, too. That's yeah. the uh, Godfather. Mesoamerican the, Godfather. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's so, an excellent one.
1: Uh, the fact that somebody was named Sonny is just ridiculous, but sure enough.
0: No, there's, uh, that episode is hilarious, man. The so, whole thing somebody is. Somebody
1: cracked a great Godfather joke the other day, and, you know, quick pass is, the, is so you don't have to stop at the toll booth. If Sonny had had quick pass, I he wouldn't have got <laughs> clipped.
0: <laughs> That's a great joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I was uh, when I first watched. it, He was my favorite character in The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, Angry yeah. and vengeful. The.
1: Um, you know they make you know your little Conan. Yeah. They make Vito. and Aww. They make.
0: Don Vito is the man. Do you need it for Christmas? Uh, probably I do. Because it's
1: sunny and, and even, uh, even Fredo. No, no. It's all Actually, four of them. No.
0: Uh, no, no. But we need Don Vito for sure. <laughs> good old Don Vito Corleone. I want him on my advisor board with, along with Gandalf and Yoda. <laughs> and Conan. That's a good group. Yeah, exactly. Conan is like, hit them with an axe. <laughs>
1: all right. We already knew you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> but I have a plan. It cannot be hit with, hit with an axe hands drop
1: approved <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thank you also to our sponsors um, new one today joining uh, our usual trifecta our new one is alphabox.com promo code tawist with a t just like the podcast uh you got a discount on underwear so check out the underwear uh, what we can testify on our end is that they are really damn soft, which is always a plus.
1: You know, I've just had a look around. There's a special bonus pouch of some kind
0: here. Yes, I there's some figured fascinating out to stuff to uh, experiment with. My goodness. So. Now I'm more excited than ever. Order, people. Order. Yeah. You guys, you know you need underwear. You do. Not?
1: Those, you've had those since the Clinton
0: administration,
1: <laughs> man. Take those raggedy motherfuckers and send them on their way. It's just Sometimes it
0: reaches that point. <laughs> so yes, good times <laughs> <laughs> and then our usual trifecta of sponsors so thank you to Sure Design, Datsusara and Onnit uh, you guys know the drill um, Datsusara is uh, our very favorite bags that we use all the time and then Chris is always adding new products so check out dsgear.com there are no longer uh, discounts because he's just not doing them anymore but the products are still there uh, on it. on the other end, still has discounts, so if you can go to the episode notes, you can click through our link and you get an immediate discount, and there are about 7,000 good products out there, I'm sure you can find one that fit the bill for you. Yeah, yeah. And short design, of course, with the awesome T-shirts.
1: And don't forget our Amazon portal. If you're going to go get one of these great books we were talking about or maybe yes. a new movie or it's all there. And if you go through our portal, we get a kind portion of that purchase. Nothing additional to you uh, to uh,
0: help us in our endeavors to make the world a better place. Very sweet indeed. Um T-shirts, of course, you got ours if you want either EQ, the Drunken Taoist Logo, Dionysian Parade, or Surf in Nietzsche. They are all there. Uh, Quick shout outs to uh, studiosweden.com. The link is in the episode notes. There's a discount code that's TAOIST15. Any of you guys who need uh, headphones, these guys are really good. So if you're going to buy them anyway, buy them from them. And you got a 15% discount. So check them out. Also on the, check them out, alphadynamics.com. Great medicinal mushroom blends. You want the superpowers of Lao Tzu? Get it. This is the way to do it. Medicinal mushroom blends will turn into a Taoist Chinese sage superhero. Maybe you don't have to be Chinese. Up to you. Maybe you can. Maybe you don't have to. But definitely... You'll float through clouds and ride the dragons. So wow. that's what yeah, it's in the manufacturer description. That's where it's at. Can't argue that. No, maybe not in manufacturer description, but still cool. So check them out. And, uh, I think that's it, right? Our I pals at yes. Daisy house
1: for awesome things. Yes. Song. Thank you. Thank you. Go thank buy you. a record from them.
0: Always. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. You guys have a great day.
1: So ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at D Bolelli. That's D B O L E L L I, and you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. That's R I C H I M O N the numeral one. See y'all soon. want to hear
0: this no you don't <laughs> in questo
1: cazzo in questo caso, le providenza di dio
0: dan can show you the way yeah oh man and that scary to think <laughs> nice so don't kill people do that instead
1: <laughs> this was great <laughs> fucking awesome and
0: i love this conversation i have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange we've been yeah, having no a great sense. hour here Oh, I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're yeah. outro. Oh, we're out Okay, sorry. So that's so. let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... Uh, uh, your accent, it just... Whatever
1: that movie is you were trying to tell can me Can you about... translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one. <laughs> tombstone.
0: Just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back wow. to work.